2: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
3: I'm really visualizing the one-play drive here. I'm having a tough time not visualizing a one-play drive here. We get kick coverage. Waddle's going to have a one-play drive here. Yeah. Here it comes. Ready? Ready. Dolphins
0: begin at their own 40.
3: Going deep, going deep, right there! What a perfect pass and play, and a touchdown to
4: Jalen Waddle. 60 yards and a touchdown. Take a look at this route. Inside, nope, oh, and he gets him. That was a big arm throw right there. Jimmy. Incredible. Just amazing if you saw Hard Knocks last night and trending today, Mike McDaniel called it. <laughs> Not only did he call it, he goes right over to Tyreek Hill and says, hey, uh, I'm feeling it. I'm visual. I'm visualizing right now a one-play drive touchdown coming up to your man Jalen Waddle. We got the coverage we want, the play we want. It is all set up, and damn if it didn't happen. Yeah, man, good stuff for uh, for everybody to see just how friggin' good this guy is calling stuff and um, creating against a really good defense. Uh, big plays, and uh, just uh, I thought he called a great game to start with, and uh, that was. Last night on Hard Knocks, I think you found out that, Woody, and uh, people are starting to realize with all these pieces and and uh, kind of the sideshow of how close all these groups of players are according to what position you play because you're with those guys in, in uh, position meetings all the time. You, you, you have team meetings, and, and you have offensive and defensive as a group meetings, but you spend a lot of time – breaking down in your D-line and the linebackers and the defensive backs and safeties and wide receivers and tight ends and linemen. So everybody's in different meetings. And uh, so you get real close with guys and, and everything going on. And by the way, as good as the offense is, and it's been the sexy part of this team, no question about it, numbers we've never seen before. I mean, of course, we've never seen these numbers. Anybody that would dare tell me, oh, yeah, I expected this, 31 points a game and – You know, all the numbers that you're getting, especially Raheem Mostert, 20 friggin' touchdowns, and what you're getting on the outside, two guys going, uh, there's a good chance it's going to look close to 3,000 yards between Waddle and uh, Tyreek if He gets back out on the field this week and can play the last three games. But on that defensive side of the ball, you start to look at sacks. I think they're like second in the NFL with 48. Um, you look at their ranking where they started this year after that first game against the Chargers, and everybody was screaming, and it didn't look good, and it was getting chewed up, and where it is right now, um, after the shutout, it's um, a lot of good things going on, man. They're a very likable team, man. They, they are. And these and episodes the way,
5: have been very good. You, a good point. You know, bro. I give those guys a lot of credit. They have turned this you know they turned the stuff around very quickly. And they do a great job. Talking and, about hard knocks. Yeah, and yeah. I, I look, I'm also guessing a lot of our people, you know, our early morning listeners probably didn't get a chance to watch it. It, it lives on that app, so everyone can watch it whenever. So I don't want to, like, ruin it for anyone. But they pick up the last episode before this one. It ended right when the game ended against Tennessee, right? And they had turned it around that same day. And so this one picks up when Mike McDaniel's sitting in his office at 4 in the morning on Tuesday breaking down game film. He's sitting there, and, and he's listening to Eminem, he goes. That's why I listen to when I'm angry, and I was like, "That is like, <laughs> I like that, I can relate. Like that's that's, the, that's great, man. Like that's yeah, the perfect match, right? That's what we all do. And uh, and yeah, so he's just sitting there breaking down film, and you know, obviously, you know, I, I, Mike <laughs> McDaniel's <laughs> that's funny. He's really that was funny. He's a cool dude, man. And then they show you know Zach Sealer and and Christian, Christian Wilkins are in it a lot. Uh, uh, the Braxton Barrios stuff was kind of interesting because. I didn't. I don't know about you. I know you're more into this, you know, kind of gossip and and tabloid stuff than I am. was that, but was that a shot? He's. I guess he's involved in a lot of these videos and stuff, uh, the TikTok stuff. I didn't know uh, any of that. I don't really follow. Uh, no, I don't, I'm not even on
4: TikTok. Well, but, you know, his former girlfriend was. Yeah, he's into. No, the, his current girlfriend. No, is, no, but former yeah. and and now this one's at a different. So level. yeah, they yeah. show the video. Yeah. She's plucking his
5: eyebrows at night and stuff, and it's fine. I mean it just was a little different for for hard knocks.
4: Yeah. So so anyway, you get to to see more of the characters and uh and a, this team and it's, it's great, man. Um and and as you said, it makes it a real likable group of guys when you get to see them and they're having dinner together or barbecue together or sitting around meetings busting on each other and everybody's mic up. It sure is amazing from the guys really not wanting this show to where they are right now. <laughs> We don't really want this. It's kind of stuffed down our throat. Hey, this isn't bad. Hey, you know, it's not what I thought it is. You know how you kind of make up your mind about somebody and then you get to know them. You go, you know, I was wrong about it. I got to admit, I was wrong about that. That's happened to all of us. I was kind of wrong about that. I had it in my mind. It was going to be bad. Somebody told me it sucks. They're everywhere. You know, it's, it's not that bad. It's not that bad when your ass is ten and four for sure. No,
5: it, it's done well for them, and you know, the funniest part is they show like you know the outtakes at the end, and and they show, there's Braxton's running around talking to the guys about eyebrows, and he goes, well, "What a great day to be mic'd up," as he's you know asking different guys if they do their eyebrows, and they're all kind of breaking his balls yeah. a little bit about it. it. Was it was funny? It was good.
4: Man, I wish I would have known about that. I had uh, one eyebrow till yeah. I was thirty years old. Yeah, you could have had a girl had doing a that big, for you. Thick bush there in the middle that brought them together better known as the hair bridge it was they had all kinds of names for me too I should have got that in that gap I had a you know the the big gap too I I did the combo back then
5: one other thing that I had about that and, and I know you said you said this the other day he gets the crap knocked out of him those kick returns he was one of those kick returns he was bleeding from his nose he had a cut on like over his eye and his head like he was bleeding all down his face well, he's tough, too. Stays in the game. Oh, yeah. No, no, no question. Nobody he stays ever questions in the game. how tough Braxton He is. stays in the game, so it's just kind of funny. Like, you see him doing all this stuff with the girl, and he's crying yeah. about getting his eyebrows plucked, and then he goes out in the game, and he's got his whole yeah. face is, like, all Friggin busted up. Tr- yeah. Running
4: through guys giving you, as I like to say, not every yard, but every foot he can get on those returns. And then you, you see. i got to be honest. I've known Braxton since college, and he was a yeah. big part of our show, and he used to do stuff with us. And, and um I obviously a good-looking dude. The girls. Well, we have... could
5: have done without the scene where he takes his shirt off in the sauna. You know, makes everyone feel bad about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, you bum, you. <laughs> it makes you. Like they had to do up. that. Of course, he's got a sauna at his house. You know, in yeah. his backyard or whatever, and well, they have let's... to show him They yeah. they got the cameras for that one. Uh.
4: Yeah, man. Like and thanks, Brad. You're asking. right. All these guys with uh, that work out all the time. I wanna just put a, a big so bag. Our wives triple can go, Why
5: don't you look like that?
4: Uh, I I think uh we're way past that, yeah. you know, past uh with me and Mrs. Rose right now. Hey, uh, so so anyway, it is National Signing Day. Uh always a fun one for the flips. It's not what it used to be, man. It's it's not what it used to be. Thanks to that freaking transfer portal, the one year free agent. Uh every year's a free agent for the transfer portal. Um It's really, really screwed up and taken away from it a little bit. But saying that, you look at where all the top guys are supposed to go and you look at the schools and you say, you know, really, a lot of things haven't changed. They really haven't changed. I was looking this morning. I still see mm, a lot of Alabama, a lot of Ohio State. I, I see a lot of the top schools still in this thing. Uh, I expect Florida, Florida State, Miami to all have uh, really good recruiting classes this year as well. Hell, just starting in your own backyard, you can do just fine. And and uh, and so, there is. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if we get flips. It's called the last 24-hour instead of flu. It's called a flip to see if uh, anybody changes their mind. It's supposed to be a dead period. I am told everybody breaks that rule. Now, I don't know if that's true. But you're supposed to be leaving people alone the last few days so they can make up their minds. Like you can't call them, you're not supposed to do anything. But obviously if you've got somebody or you don't have somebody and you think you have a chance, you know, sometimes uh, that changes. And if you got a special one, listen, there's one guy out there and we've got some really good ones. So some really good four and five star players. You know, some you know, for, for what that's worth. I think it's a little more accurate than it's been in the past. It's not perfect. We still have five-star guys that don't work out. We still have four-star guys that don't work out. But <clears throat> there are a lot of a lot of good players. You you get enough of those guys, you end up getting a lot of franchise really good football players. Nobody's going to argue with that. But I I will tell you there's one guy I I hate to ever call a guy I can't miss. And, and Reuben Bain looked like one last year, and he ended up being one of the most impactful true freshmen Miami Hurricanes have ever had. The way he stepped in, his durability, his toughness, his talent. Uh, he, it was ridiculous, right? Reuben, what would he end up? Seven and a half sacks, if I'm not mistaken. He he was just, he was crazy good. And uh, Francis Malinoa was also st- lined up day one at right tackle, and I think we've seen, and he's going to get better, but you saw him absolutely knock dudes down and, and throw guys down, and some of the blocks would be legal in the NFL that he got called for. But And Mark Fletcher coming on, too, from American Heritage Plantation. You're looking for guys like that. And I'm specifically talking about the head coach for the Miami Hurricanes, Mario Cristobal. He's looking for... He got three or four guys last year and a, and a handful of others that got playing time. He's looking for another class of those top guys to be able to come in and play right away. And, and if it was three or four last year, I wouldn't be surprised if he's hoping to get double the amount of guys coming in, if not starting, playing a lot of football for him and uh, with some of the guys he's got coming in. If they still come, and and we'll see. I'm always careful because I got to tell you, in years past, and Mario said this, the last 10 years, early on, we had some great recruiting classes and they started to disappear and did a lot of flipping, uh, a lot of backflips, matter of fact, uh, in the last month or two before, before National Signing Day. They, just, they ended up losing a lot of guys. So we'll see. Mario said, hey, we're going to lose a couple, but we hope to get a couple. Uh, in the last week as well. So today is the day to find out the truth. Who signs? You got him for at least one year, and we'll we'll see. But the transfer portal. You have
5: to win now, though, right? It, it's such a there, – there's no more of this building, and and I've tried to sell people on that for a little while here, and there's just no more of that, man. It doesn't – right? It doesn't go over with fans. There, no. There's no more of this it building It didn't go over stuff. last year, Woody. I know.
4: I know. It didn't go over last year.
5: I don't know what happened to that whole, like, hey, give a guy a little bit to build a
4: program. It's like, no. That's done. That's, yeah. Due to the transfer portal, due to um, the fact is young guys can't come in and play and be really good. And then you got to put a system like everything else, like in the NFL and every a system that allows guys to have success and, and put it into place and, and all those things. So
5: It's crazy. Like I think an interesting one to watch would be like Texas A&M. Right, I think that's an interesting – you talk about a school that has all the money in the world that just switched coaches, and you know players are going to want to leave, right? They're going to be loyal to their previous coach, and you see how long it actually takes for them to turn that in from a 500 team to a winning program. Can like, can they even do it? I, that, that, to me, is one of the interesting programs in the country to watch.
4: Well, the, the other one that Mario talks about, and I'm just going by him because I, I think the same thing. Finishing number two in this recruiting – is not bad, too, because if guys aren't happy, <clears throat> they will come back here and, and play. They'll transfer right back, and they can do it quickly. And uh, that that's where we are, man. I mean, we, we can laugh and joke about it, but if a guy goes someplace and he goes, man, I really like going, I mean, I picked this school, but I really liked Miami. Oh, man. Hey, coach, this thing's not working out. And somebody calls, and they go, come on back. Come on back, man. We, we liked you. And uh, and just and, call my agent, right? Call my marketing guy or marketing. Agent. Guy, you, I'm you sorry, have... I'm so, you can't <clears> call it <throat> an agent in college. Well, the uh, actually, the marketing guy is the agent because, by the way, that that the the craziest thing in this whole thing, they've allowed, and and I've talked to Drew Rosenhaus about this a lot because I've been intrigued with this topic. So wait a second, let me get this right. You're an NFL agent, and college football, the NCAA has allowed you as an NFL agent to now get in the marketing business and help these young guys find deals, marketing deals. As long as you're in college, you can find the marketing deals, which obviously they sign with you as their marketing person, which allows you if the relationship's good, they're making good money, they end up being good players, you got it, Joe. They stay with me, and I'm their agent. I'm their marketing guy and agent going forward. And it's legal. It's legal. Because I've had people go, how does Drew come on? Like, that's got to be illegal. I go, no. All of the NFL agents have to be in that business. If you don't, another NFL agent's going to jump in there and represent all those guys. So now they're building up a relationship in their teenage years and early 20s. And then when it's time to turn pro, they go, hey, now, I mean, you did the marketing stuff, your company, now I want you to represent me. So And well, that's
5: actually a good part of it, right? Because if you can get a guy like Drew helping you out when you start in college, make sure you don't get screwed over, make sure you you know, you're smart with your money, I, I think that's, you know, all for the better,
4: right? Yeah, but I, I think uh, the college football, from what I understand,'s gotta do a better job of who they're allowing to do marketing deals and oh, yeah, like good, you good just can't. With that, yeah. You can't have your buddy down the street going, Hey dude, I can get you some deals and I can get you some <laughs> stuff and like no, you, you don't really know the people you don't know how to contact the people I'm thinking about to get me some deals here, like in South Florida. You you've got to know the whole. Like you need to hang out at the radio station and get that list or something.
5: You could be an, a marketing agent for for college kids. Yeah, okay, well you can get these guys know. set up with deals, man.
4: I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> That's We're a- still
5: looking for your post-radio career. Hey, man,
4: that's uh, that's already popped up once, and I don't want to get into it. Somebody asked if I help, and I, I just – no, I don't want to. You don't want to be an agent? I don't want to start asking my clients and other clients if they want to because I don't want to be responsible if something happens.
5: No, but and- I'd like to see you at the draft one day sitting at one of those tables with a kid with, like, two phones attached to you no. talking to teams. And then your kid gets Thanks, drafted Woody. and you're, you know, you're That's all good. excited. Being Adam Schefter. Or you, or you could be one of those guys where the kid ends up going in the you know, he goes to the draft, but he falls to the second day. Patting him on
4: the back. Yeah. <laughs> hugging his girlfriend. <laughs> it's going to be okay. We're going to come back for the second day. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> second round's not bad. I told you. Second round's not bad. It's a lot of money. Look at the signing bonuses for second round picks. <laughs> All right, we uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to here this morning, and uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the uh, national signing stuff later in the show as uh, we start to, to find out uh, about some guys. Hoping to see if we got some last-second flips and seeing if uh, everybody stays committed to where they're supposed to go. It uh, will be an interesting one. We also have a lot of NFL stuff to get to here this morning. And uh, Mike McDaniel, man, calling his damn shot. On the sideline going, this is a frigging touchdown. Coverage is right. The play is right. Tyreek, watch this. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back.
2: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink...
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
4: A moment. Tell you what, man. Um, those shows are great, especially when you're winning. Get to know the personalities on the team. Get to know more about the, your favorite players and not just see them on the football field a lot of guys are mic'd up now and uh, obviously hard knocks is about being behind the scenes it's been great it it has been great and uh everything mike does and just being real his communication you know, i listen man i i all i can say is just one pleasant surprise after another with with everything and we'll see how this thing ends we got three more games and cowboys this sunday and Heading up to play Baltimore and then coming home to play Buffalo, man. For for everybody who said the schedules, uh, it was not. Well, you got it now, man, the next three. So so we'll see. But uh, there has been a lot of great individual performances. There's been great numbers on both sides of the football. Like we've never seen, actually. So it has been. It's been a fun year. I, I'm just sitting here every day and, and living it. And sometimes living it too much, more than I should. It's... uh. It's been fun. It's obviously always a little bit of a roller coaster when a key guy gets hurt or, you know, a loss you're hoping to get. And But it's overall, I think most Dolphin fans would say to this point as we're now in the middle of December has been or getting towards the end of December has been uh, has been pretty fun, pretty, pretty damn fun. So uh, another part of Hard Knocks I-, I wanted to run for you if you missed it last night was uh They did a nice job of from the end of the loss on Monday night and, of course, the quick week from Monday night to a Sunday game with the Jets. uh, Here's in the meeting the next day after a late-night loss to Tennessee. Here's the coach in a team meeting the next day.
3: I know who's in this room and what we're going to make of it. You with me? So we're going to hit this, and, like, if it's brutal, f*** yeah, bring that shit. Okay? Because we're trying to do something today that other people won't. Let's just look at it straight in the eyes. It's pretty simple. We lost the game up for 15 different reasons. And I have my hand fully in that shit. okay? Trash plan on my part against their zero. There's better shit than having to throw a fadeaway jumper Okay, yeah. now I've got a quarterback trying to overcompensate for me. I never see two of miss any throws. I never have to coach him on throws, but the opportunities we had—whoa! And that's what's happening a lot—is overcompensating for your teammates. An elite player trying to take the game in his hands. A heavy turn to try to pick this dude off which I appreciate the intent, but let's learn from this shit. Understand that we can trust each other. That was probably the quarterback's best play. That happened. Okay? Don't worry about it, just keep playing. Yeah, I call it some trash plays. That will happen. Just like you'll have bad plays. You know what makes me a man? Is that I don't blink at that shit, nor do I avoid it. I'm gonna learn from that shit. You don't get mad, You don't get, you don't get sad that shit okay we learn lessons okay we're about to get ready for the jets adios
4: wow uh i'm telling you completely different refreshing style after a crushing friggin loss right i mean for up 14 you, you know the whole deal it's done we're past it now and i feel like i've already had my confession with the church and and i've moved on but for those who didn't see it, so he's talking about
5: the jumper. He's talking about is the, the fade that he threw to Tyreek in right. the end zone. And right. Then the other one he was talking about was a, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. that had a, a really nice route down the field and someone kind of overcompensated for right. it. So that's what he was talking about there. No,
4: he, uh, he he just brought up a couple and he said, listen, man, I, I made some bad calls. And By the way, I mean, we talked about that fade. I think a lot of people are more upset about that fade. Like, what are we doing, not running the ball, and running a fade to Tyreek, who got cut off, and uh, never had a chance on the play? And you know, and I, I get you're going to your best, you know, your best player and and things, but you know, he said, "Hey, it was a terrible call." I uh, that. So he threw himself right in the mix with everything else. Uh, he he is uh, never gonna just tell those guys we had bad plays some of you guys are trying to play home run ball to help us some of you great players were trying to make some big impact plays and uh end up hurting us more and so make sure you know we get back to all the things it was great stuff man good good stuff if uh actually you know it's funny just hearing it woody you go through the plays and you knew exactly what he was talking about in those plays when when he said hey i I made some crap calls I put Tua." in a bad situation and asked him to make impossible plays or throws that because of my my calls. So it's on me too. Not just saying it's you guys and, and everything else. It's uh it's pretty interesting, man. It's trending. It is trending. I think everybody likes to hear guys mic'd up on the sideline as well as um especially when you're predicting a touchdown pass that. That's just friggin' amazing. That's just, that just goes right to the top of the list. Looks over at Tyree Kill, who's standing next to him, who's injured and not playing in the game. He says, oh, boy, we got something here. I got the matchup I want, and it looks like I got the coverage, boys, I want. Get ready to watch this one. And uh, it happened. 60-yard touchdown on the first play to uh, Jalen Waddle and a great throw by Tua Tungavailoa. Anyway, we got a lot of stuff. National Signing Day, man. National Signing Day coming up today. And uh, you got a pretty good idea. Most of the guys have already verbally committed. But you're going to have some guys today do some crazy stuff, right? We Through the years, I still remember the mother getting up and walking out when her son put on a different cap than she wanted and she left. She, she was so upset. And the rest of the family standing there. And so we've had some, right? We've had some that uh, last second families of, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's you never know. And by the way, this big thing, and you're going to see them all day today, you're going to see guys that are going to make a commitment on national TV. These guys are now uh, like this, 17, 18-year-olds, like uh, come to my school or come to my house or come to the hotel where I live, close to where I live, and uh, I'm all set up. Front of my school to uh, to make a commitment to one of the big schools out there. So they'll have they'll have those on CBS today, and I'm sure ESPN will grab some of those as well. and And we'll see what happens. By the way, so Florida State's at it again, man. Florida State, who absolutely got screwed, they went undefeated. Period. I don't care if it's a 19th string quarterback, and they won some games with those guys. But uh, this thing now throwing it back because of what happened partially, and now the money thing's being brought. Listen, Florida State, this is real simple, man. And I get you're upset about what just happened. You should be. I heard uh, Coach Norvell say uh, my team's still not over this. We're going down the Orange Bowl, and we're still upset. And I expect that, man. Those guys worked their ass off to go undefeated. No question about it. When I heard that, I wasn't upset. I go, I get it, man. I've never been undefeated, but but, but I understand, man, because I happen to be from the school that you got screwed and not the one that says, well, you weren't one of the four best teams in our eyes, especially with your starting quarterback. So so I don't want to go through all that again. But the latest thing is now um, starting to bark again about one. Now, if you want out, man, write the big fat check and get out. Put your friggin' money together if you don't like it and and stop threatening and going to certain people that will listen, so they'll write articles. If you don't like it, get the f out, man. Go go somewhere else. Write that big fat check. You guys got so – You got money. FSU alums are. There's some money there. I don't know. I don't know if you have a Stephen Ross in the group like Michigan does, but it, if you don't like it, man, it, it just the whining and nonstop threatening. They to sound leave. like
5: UCF. At this point, like they just keep complaining, and you're right, blaming. Uh, you see all that stuff. They're gonna have another meeting, and the, you know the trustee. We're, we've had enough as a final straw with the conference. The conference has nothing to do with this. The yeah. committee screwed you because of your quarterback. It has nothing to do with the conference. They would have been in, Joe, if Jordan Travis doesn't get hurt. There's no question they get in. And let me also throw what, in they might have been
4: a two seed Yeah,
5: they might have bounced ahead of Washington, Joe. You think FSU is undefeated? They play in the Big Ten. I mean, why don't you go try playing Michigan in the, in your conference championship game or, you know, one of these? Like, I don't know what their their thing is over there. Well, they, they want more they money. Out. Yeah, they,
4: they want more but money. you're in
5: a very prime position. Now, there is something very flawed with that system, right? There's something incredibly flawed with that system that you guys didn't get in. I've been on that since the beginning. I think FSU got absolutely hosed. So, and that's going to change
4: because the playoff is going to more teams anyway. Right, next year. So it'll never be an issue so, again. The, so the four after this one, which is coming up, and I'm looking forward to seeing those games and see what happens. I'm not boycotting the friggin' games. I think they're going to be good games. But, um, yeah, man, I, I just like. Between... Well, the,
5: the most deserving teams are not going to be in the playoff, and that is disappointing. FSU was absolutely deserving. And uh, this whole notion of they can't beat one of these teams. Maybe they can't. But the whole
4: point of a playoff yeah, is but, to but
5: settle it's it on over. The field, but Woody, it is over. Woody, it's over. See, you start. I know to back I sound up, like one it. of those, like now the you... attorney general, who's like fighting the, the so, playoff people. Yeah.
4: So, so I don't know. Uh, like I, we we all agree that you got screwed, or not everybody, but but I do. But I don't want Tallahassee go spend friggin' state money to go <laughs> friggin' fight these guys as these games are going to happen, and uh, and the system's changing next year. I mean, it's it's going to twelve teams. Even with the third string quarterback, you know you're you're going to be in. So, so I just anyway. think their
5: anger is misguided. This at this point, like to to blame the conference, it's not it's not right. Now, if you want out, you're right. If they want to play in the Big Ten or whoever they think will have them, then then go for it. Yeah, right. I don't, I'm guessing the SEC doesn't want them to pair with Florida. I mean, I'm guessing the Gators won't be thrilled
4: with that, but I don't know. I'm guessing some some schools would love to have Florida State. I, I mean, I don't know sure. how the TV revenue works, and and if uh, if TV going to have a big say so in some of this stuff. So I, I don't know how that all works out. There's none of those commissioners. I'm convinced they're doing anything without their partners in TV that are paying them big bucks, mostly ESPN. All right, we got to go to break. We're running super late. National Signing Day. Uh, we got uh, a lot of stuff still to get to here, but yeah, the Florida State story. The unnamed source at the school again telling ESPN and, you know, we're write a frigging check. Whatever that check is, write it. It's big. You can always go independent. What, join Notre Dame? See if they yeah, just it. no, just Notre go Dame, independent. MC,
5: find no? your own TV deal and just go independent. You can set your own schedule. Oh, man. Play whoever you think will uh, be good enough to get you into the playoff.
4: All right, listen, we got to go here, Woody. I get you going here this thing. You'll start talking about bitching about Florida State stuff again. Atlantic Men's Clinic, man, is what I want to talk about this morning. Low T. Low T, boy, if you're down on Florida State, can make you really bummed out because low T by itself is, uh, is bad, bad stuff. As you get older... Hey, it goes down in your mid-30s, 2 to 3% of your testosterone production every year starts to disappear. And it happens gradually. And the next thing you know, man, you're in your 40s, 50s, and 60s, and uh, you officially have low T. How do you know if you have low T? Are you tired all the time? Are you not sleeping like you used to? You're not working out like you used to, and you're just going, It's age. Well, listen. It, I mean, as we get older, you're right, but you can fix this low T thing and start having great workouts. Get your energy back. Have you noticed you've been gaining weight? Have you noticed you've been moody and snappy? And your sex drive is gone. All those kind of things. It's not like you used to. If you'd like to get some of that stuff back and fairly quickly, Atlantic Men's Clinic. This is what they specialize in at their six locations throughout South Florida. Your initial visit includes medical consultation, a teen, a PSA test. Mention my name, Joe Rose, that I sent you, especially during the holiday season. Your initial consultation is free to sit down and explain how you're feeling, and they'll tell you what they're going to do for you to get rid of it so you start feeling better. Just everything, man. It's like turning back the clock. It really is, man. Getting ready to go play tennis for an hour and a half or walking for an hour or just getting more out of life as you get older instead of, Constantly thinking about that friggin' next nap. Call them today, 877-455-7300, or visit atlanticmensclinic.com. Hey, man, most men wait a year or longer, and there's no need to wait when you have Atlantic Men's Clinic. Hey, welcome back, and a good morning to everybody on uh, officially National Signing Day. And it's not what it used to be, but... It's still big stuff down here because we got a lot of three, four, and five-star players, and uh, this area they uh, they recruit the you know what out of it as as people know, and of course, always have uh, one, two, three of the top ten to twelve teams in the country right here, both public and private schools. So, uh, so a lot of good stories, a lot a lot of good stories, and we'll uh, find out today where uh, all our top players are going from from all those different schools. And, and of course, uh, Jeremiah Smith, by the way, uh, to me, five-star wide receiver, he's 6'3", 200 pounds. He looks like instead of being the number one recruit in high school that maybe he should be, like, the number one pick <laughs> in the NFL <laughs> that maybe just skips. And we make him, like, a, a second-round pick right now in the NFL without playing. Uh, he He looks real good. All right. So last night I was I was flipping around around seven o'clock last night and uh, I see the TNT shows on and and I do love Shaq and Charles because half the stuff they do it's it's not you have no idea they just come up with it it's it's off the script and and they get rolling. So last night their early game was Memphis. And New Orleans, so you can probably figure out. Besides John Morant coming back from a long suspension, the other part of that is the big guy Zion Williamson, right? And um, and his problems, which for him are weight. I mean, we've talked about this, and and I, I what we call it sports fat shaming. I, I, I listen, you can call it whatever you want, Pat Riley. Listen, it's the way it is if it's personal, get over it, but you're going to lose the friggin' weight or you're not going to be on the basketball court, right? We've we've seen that for years. So, so here's Shaq and Charles last night on Zion Williamson. He has to get in basketball condition. And my last thing my coach used to tell me, you don't get in shape, you don't you don't play basketball to get in shape. You get in shape to play basketball. basketball.
0: Well, here's uh, what Zion had to say when asked about the comments uh, on inside
5: the NBA.
4: Do you think what
5: what Barkley and Shaq said last week, like do you view that as a legitimate critique? And what exactly did they say? I mean, it, essentially, it was both those guys said we struggled with some conditioning stuff early in our career, and like that got better, and we kind of we see that in his game a little bit too. <coughs> uh, if it comes from a great place and a place where they just want to see me do better, thank you. But if it comes from anywhere else. Everybody entire the opinion. Can't control that.
0: And I feel just from listening to you guys though that it does come from the right place. You want hey. you want to see him be the best player he can be.
3: And I have G fourteen classification. I'm the president when it comes to being a dominant big man. There is no other. There was another. Rest in peace, Mr. Will Chamberlain. When it comes to being a dominant big man, I am the authority. I am the go to guy. I sat there and watched him. I said, you know, he doesn't run hard. He doesn't create easy baskets for himself. And it looked like he's not ready. That 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 was me telling him, if you do this, you can get to the next level. See, we only criticize people that we like. We only criticize people that we believe in. What's really interesting, 10, Ernie? And, and, like, you know, why, why why would he worry? Where it's coming from? It's coming from a place, like we want him to be great, and, and that's what he
4: and that's what he says. If, you, if, if that's what you're, that, if that's where you're coming from, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm laughing. I was laughing about the whole thing because they get on him pretty good about his weight and way overweight and trying to joke about it a little bit. But they care about him, right? So I'm guessing Zion is so tired of hearing about his weight. And listen, man, it's obvious if you saw him again last night, he still he still looks like he's flirting with a big, big number, like a defensive tackle number. Do you, do it- you believe that? Do
5: you, I mean – I know he's a big-bodied guy, but like, and the other thing I, we were talking about this during the break, it's like uh, people have this like impression that the Heat are the only organization in basketball that like cares about a guy's weight and all that. Like, I can't imagine over at New Orleans they're just like, "Hey, man, just do whatever you want." You know, we're just happy to have you. Oh, they
4: said last night Zion runs the show over there. What? what are yeah, they but do? I
5: doubt they're all their guys are just like you know, hey, you know, you want to play fat, play fat. Like they must have some standards over there.
4: So. I do think, but Pat- he does
5: look. By the way, I mean, he looks puffy
4: as hell. Yeah. yeah so, like- so, so I think, <laughs> I mean, and they were showing him up close, standing next to his guys. And you're like, damn, he's back out eating some of that spicy food in, uh, in New Orleans, man. That's so good. But yeah, Pat Riley. I don't know how other teams run it. It's hard for me to imagine all the teams are as strict as Pat Riley is. My way or the highway. It's driven by Pat Riley. I mean, how many guys have we seen that uh, got kicked out of camp? had to go work out on other basketball courts till they got their body fat and their weight down we've seen it we've seen it with a couple guys came in he goes you didn't meet it man you uh you're not there and, and guy and by the way it usually ends in a disaster right they come back a month later three weeks later after they worked their ass off to get to those numbers and now they're in the doghouse and it just seems like it doesn't work out and I'll give you one other one you probably forgot Shaq and Riley went at it pretty good over his weight his last year. Pat called his ass out for being way overweight, way overweight trying to play at that weight, And uh, he ended up going somewhere else. And he was mad. He was mad at Riley. And and Riley didn't back down. And it seems like that relationship is fine. But it's not personal with Pat Riley. He just, he believes in a weight. And you got to be at that weight. And by the way, it's not just the weight, so you can't just take a water pill and, and lose it because we used to drink and take water pills to get underweight. It's, uh, it's a body fat test they have. So uh, you, you just, and Riley, listen, man, they embarrass you. Like, hey, no, no, you can't work out with the team. You, you, you got to go back go back to Miami. We're going to stay up here in Boca. You head back to a little gym over there somewhere and get your ass in shape. Here's what you need to do. So now you're away from the team. I mean, and it just seems to me through the years, it's hard to get out of that doghouse once they're going, wow. Because Pat's thinking is, I don't know about Spo's, but Pat's is, wait a second, man. So you know what your weight is and body fat needs to be all off season, and your ass shows up and you disrespect what we gave you. We think makes you the best player. I can't count on you. I feel like that's how Pat treats it. Now, He, you know, and again, fat shaming and, you know, this weight thing. But, man, this is this is a sport about being at your best, man. This is not me. It's not you. It's nobody out there that might be 40 or 50 pounds overweight or more. This about being the best you can be so everybody can have success in this organization. We can keep our jobs. I think part of that culture, when you say culture, is part of being under that frigging weight. That's part of it too. So anyway, I and those guys think Zion is running New Orleans. He's telling them they want to keep him. They know certain nights he's really good. And then last night he act like he wasn't there. What do you have? Thirteen points last night.
5: Yeah, but I mean, he has he has put up some some good numbers oh, this has. season. But I can't I mean I can't imagine him. They staying think he there. should
4: be one of the best. They they said. That guy should be with the talent he has, one of the best players in the NBA, and he's not going to do it as long as he's flirting around 300 pounds. I
5: mean, he's obviously not going to stay there. That's one of the worst. You talk about bad franchises. That thing, I mean, gets overlooked, but that is a terrible, terrible franchise in New Orleans. I'll tell you one
4: thing Zion wouldn't want to come down here. You think Pat cares was the first overall pick and went to Duke? I just, the thing is, like, I just don't know. Like, I I mean, does, does he
5: not care? You know I I don't know like I can't imagine he just doesn't care at all about his craft or about being great but I don't know man, man without knowing him so By the
4: way this is all he's hurt since he got there and he's hurt his knees have hurt and he's told you are putting too way too much weight too much pressure because he's so freakish athletically I mean the guy's a freak athletically Yeah I, I just can't
5: it. imagine a guy who's got a payday coming like like he's god you know that he would just go go about it so yeah, la- no. such, so lazy but
4: well, listen, that was, uh, that was a big one last night. Of all the things, we got into uh, being uh, your weight for a, for a great player. And by the way, the two guys you should talk about that could talk about it would be Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal. Because they admitted last night they went through it, too. Hey, right now, I want to tell you about my friends at Air around the Clock, air conditioning and plumbing, before we jump into the 7 o'clock hour. Trained and certified technicians, 135 trucks, seven days a week, so what I'm telling you is during the holiday season, if you've got some air conditioning problems and you're going, oh, we're probably going to have to wait till after Christmas. Uh-uh-uh. Nope. They got crews working through it all, man. Nobody wants a hot house. Nobody wants a broken air conditioning unit down. You don't have to worry about them. By the way, if you need a new air conditioning unit, don't worry about them. We have a warehouse full of air conditioning units and water heaters. Any kind of problems you have, any size you need for your home, for your business, for a rental property, whatever it is you have, air around the clock, air conditioning and plumbing are working with the best people seven days a week. 135 trucks, a lot of folks over there, and the same with the same with licensed, experienced plumbers seven days a week. Take care of all of your problems. But hey, let's get back to this other thing. It's still family owned, family operated. We lost Big Daddy Lenny a couple years ago, but Eric and the guys over there still kicking butt, taking care of. And again built on great service, coming out as quickly as possible to take care of the problem for you. And they've got a lot of experience, still family-owned, and going stronger than ever. 1-888-FIX-MY-AC. Tell them, hey, Joe Roasted, to to give you guys a shot. 1-888-FIX-MY-AC at Air Around the Clock Air Conditioning and Plumbing.